This podcast features strong language, adult themes, and violence, and is not recommended for younger listeners. Enjoy! Welcome, my darling, to episode 8 of the Blood Crow Stories. Your previous stress issues obstructed many tests. I'm going to need you to stay calm, or I will have to use alternative methods of keeping you compliant. Now please, relax and enjoy yourself. I don't want to be cruel. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to the next episode. I really should have listened to the last one before I put it up, but I... Man, I had no idea. I mean, he was just Aiden's friend. I know we didn't really know him, but uh, I'm devastated. Sure, I, I thought these tapes would get into some fucked up psyche stuff and that their personalities would be you know, really interesting in dealing with that, but I didn't expect anything like that. And I'm sorry, everyone. I, I'm going to review everything before I put it in now, so hopefully that won't happen again. So first off... I mean, I, ha- I have some good news. I found Nora's tape. I can't even tell you how relieved I am for this. They let me go. I ran straight to my room and I, I, don't, I don't know. I wanted to record this. Apparently something happened upstairs. I don't know what. I heard a bunch of people running down the halls yelling about the captain and someone being shot. Then the Abiati twins came in, pretty much told me it was all fine now, and kicked me out. I don't know what happened, and I really don't care. I'm just glad they let me go. Those two, I mean, they seem stupid, but there was some shit back in Queens that I don't even want to repeat. But I'm free now, and I'm okay in a way. I'm going to take a hot bath and maybe go out in an attempt to be social. I need to tell the girl some lie of where I was hiding or something. Maybe tell him I... uh, Met some poor worker below deck and had a wild affair. (laughs) Nah, they wouldn't believe that. They know how much I love Arthur. I I wonder if he looked for me. Did he think I stood him up? Shit, I need to go find him. I have to tell him I'm sorry. God, I'm so glad she's okay. She... I just... I, I don't want anything terrible to happen to her. We, sh- we should maybe pick up with another person. I'm sorry, my mind is all over the place. I'm so exhausted every day and just so relieved about Nora, and I don't know. All right, we should keep going. How about Dr. Wiseman? I have decided to extend my services to counseling after the events of Valentine's Day. A, a young man was caught after murdering the captain and was promptly shot by the police officer. I watched from afar, but the scene caused quite a nice panic throughout all the upper levels. I am unsure if word has reached down to the stowaways. I did hear the young man cry out for Aiden. I am unsure if they were friends or simply acquaintances. I wish to reach out to him for grief counseling, but given his previous behavioral tendencies towards uh, uh, violence, 
I've chosen to give him some days. I will reach out to him soon. Oh, that must be my four o'clock appointment. Yes, please, come on in. I hope you don't mind if this session is recorded. Oh, no, not at all. I understand. Thank you. Please, have a seat. I admit I was a bit confused at first when you requested an appointment with me. Why is that? Am I not supposed to seek out assistance? Oh, not at all. Uh, forgive me. Uh, you are my first patient of your profession. I imagine it's unusual for you to be on the patient side of the table. Indeed. I've tried to stay at peak health to avoid such situations, but I feel the events of the other day still weigh on me. I remember you telling me you were in the army. Is it possible the gunshot triggered an uh, emotional response? I believe it probably did. I felt very tense when it went off. A few people screamed for me to help, and I... My goodness, this is embarrassing. I, I, I froze. Can you imagine? I've been a surgeon my entire career. I've seen soldiers blow apart. I couldn't even handle one man with a gunshot. Uh, does this bring you guilt? In a way, yes. In a way, no. When I eventually propelled myself to check on the young man, I, he was already dead. But judging from the wound, his death was instantaneous. There was nothing I could have done. This thought brings you comfort? I like to believe it does. Well then, we will continue with that. Have you had to deal with any other such situations so far on the ship? Uh, thankfully, no. That job is left to the morgue. Some people visited me after the whole incident with bumps and bruises from running out of the way. Okay, I know that probably seemed really boring, but two doctors analyzing each other? And it's kind of funny to me, because neither is giving away too much, and both are very aware of what the other does to try to, you know, get inside their head. I think it's strange that Dr. Wiseman wanted to give Aiden time alone after the incident, though. Aiden is really... Well, I'll let you hear it in the tape. But first, there's something that's been nagging me, and it's about Tommy and Mary. It seemed from Tommy's tape she stood him up, but I don't know. And I figured we'd have no idea of knowing, since she doesn't have a tape recorder. But, thankfully, it seems that rich women of a feather flock together. I'm sorry, I don't get it. I'm not going to waste time teaching you, so we're just going to go by brunch rules. Which is what exactly? We're just going to draw and lay down cards as something to do with our hands while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about you tell me why you're sitting alone upstairs? Aren't you married to that cute man with the trim mustache? I am, but I, I think it's over. Oh, honey, that's too bad. What's going on? Look, I... I don't really know either of you. I don't feel... I'm not really certain why I even came down here. Because you know we ain't gonna harm you. We're gonna play bridge and all collectively not be lonely together. Don't you think that's a bit 
strange. Why would it be? Women need to stick together. Enough. So what's going on? Edith, pass me three cards. Get them yourself. Come on. My back's been bad since that whole scuffle the other day. Scuffle? Some little immigrant boy apparently killed the captain and the law shot him for it. My God, how barbaric. I would have expected such things on this boat. You'd think they'd be more careful who they sold tickets to. Well, somebody has to work this boat. I'm sure they just loaded it up with immigrants who could do the job. Can't really blame the immigrants, though. Poor things probably just needed a job and a place to stay. Can't blame the whole group for one crazy one. Well, I guess. It's so vulgar, though. I'm glad I wasn't up there. That's what I was asking you about. I saw your husband up there. What's his name? Tommy. Right. So I saw Tommy up there. He seemed like he waited all night for you. Of course he did. Don't they always do things that seem sweet, but just make you so mad because you want to be free to be mad? What? Ignore Edith. She got secretly divorced and she's just been itching to talk about it. Well, that's... I mean, I don't want a divorce. Of course, I just... You just wish he could up and disappear forever. And then you wouldn't have to feel sad, or ashamed, or embarrassed. Then people wouldn't call you a bad wife or judge you. Honey, I know all about it. You do? <laughs> Lord, yes. I stayed with my husband far too long. I mean, what woman my age gets divorced? Our husbands are dying off at this point. What use is there in the world for an old maid like me? I even asked him to hide it for a long time. I was ashamed. It makes you feel like a failure. Your one job as a wife is to love your husband forever. When you can't do that, you, you failed. I mean, that's the truth of it. You're a failure as a wife, but you're not a failure as a woman. You hear me? Yes, I suppose, but I, I mean, the reason I don't love Tommy, it, so wrong. Uh, uh, uh. No. No reason is wrong. You don't love him, and that's that. Everyone else will judge you, even if your reason is completely logical. So just take care of you, young lady, okay? As much as it kills me to say, Edith is right. I mean, I haven't seen a young lady as sad as you look sitting by yourself earlier. You gotta do what makes you happy. Don't let any man say otherwise. Thank you. <laughs> now, draw some cards and let's keep playing. Hey, you guys got room for another? And just who are you? Name's Dala. My brother's being a real bastard and you three seem like good ladies to sit with. This is turning into a real man-hating table. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes, you're fine. Sit down, we'll deal you in. But no talking. Your voice is... Too much. I get that a lot. Shh. Yes, ma'am. Oh, there is so much to unpack there. I mean, yes, on the surface it's probably boring, but knowing everything that we know makes it even better. Edith is talking more about her divorce, which it seems she still hasn't told Penny about. This big secret she held in for so long, and now she's being much more open. I guess Mary's problems with Tommy made her feel comfortable. Then we have Mary admitting flat out that she doesn't love Tommy, but she said she was afraid to be locked up, and I still don't know what that means. Then you have Darla coming up, having issues with Barry, and they were just holding Nora captive. 
So what is that even all about? I, I want more. But it seems Penny ended her tape there and didn't turn it back on. Come on, Penny. Technology is your friend. Okay, okay. I can't find any tapes from Tommy at the moment. I was hoping to hear his reaction to Mary not showing up, but I'll have to dig for that. I'm kind of screwed without these tapes being in order. Let's go to, um... Ah, shit. Let's go to Aiden's tape. Fuck them! Fuck the Richies! Fuck everyone who isn't one of us! Oh, I knew it! I knew they would do this to us! You're the only one who knows the truth, Doctor! You know it wasn't him! You have to do something! Tell him the truth! Get him to arrest that bastard cop! Don't let them do this to Colin! Uh, we're not even people to them! Just cattle to slaughter whatever they fuck they think they're done with us! Monsters, all of them! Fuck them! Fuck this stupid fucking boat! How could they? Of course he ran! They were chasing him with a gun! How could they? He didn't do it! I know he didn't! Colin's stupid, but he never hurt anyone a day in his life! I knew he didn't kill the captain! I know he didn't do it! He was good! He was a good man! One of the only ones here that tried to give those fuckers up top a kind thought! He thought they could give him peace in a... He thought there could be peace in her time! He really believed in talking to the captain! I know he didn't kill the captain, I... I just know he didn't. I'm gonna clear his name. I'm going after that cop. Don't you dare try to stop me, Doctor. Oh no. Aiden, no. Fuck, I'm not prepared for this. All the training and studying and tests and bullshit don't prepare you for this. He's gonna get himself killed. These aren't like current patients of mine. I can't stop it. It makes me feel like some bad kind of voyeur. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a bit late to feel guilty about this, and I guess I feel like I owe it to Aiden to see it through. If I can't save him, I should give him the dignity of letting people know his story, right? I, mean, I need to, like, take a break and, I don't know, go hug Chris and Amelia or something. Let me get one of Leo's tapes. I'm so mad. The fish nearly got over-harvested because I can't keep up. The construction's going slow, which means work is going slow, but people still want to eat. Oh, hey. I didn't expect you to drop by. I thought you were taking a break from painting. I wanted to, but I think it's better if I finish it quickly. What do you mean? I just feel like maybe I spend too much time down here. I have other paintings I haven't finished. And I haven't really spent much time with anyone. And I'm sure the animals will feel much better during all the construction if they can see it. Well, well I mean, maybe, but... Wonderful. It's settled. I'll get to work. Okay. Yeah, you go ahead. Might as well do something nice for her since she seems so sad. Hey, uh, before you get too involved with this, uh, I had something for you. A gift? Well, I guess so. Uh, it's just something I thought you'd like. Oh, what a lovely box. What is it? So, uh, during Valentine's Day, the kitchen level and farm level got into it a bit. We're trying to be nicer to each other. Some of them are coming down to learn farming, and some of us have been going up to learn cooking. Oh, that's wonderful. That's a great way to build respect. 
Yeah, well, this morning we learned how to make blueberry cobbler. I don't know how good it tastes, but I tried, and I'd like you to have it. Oh, Leo, this is the sweetest thing. Thank you so much. I don't even know why, but this means a lot to me. Well, save the sentiment for after you try it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait. I'll have it after lunch. Which, would you mind if I ate down here? Uh, sure. Uh, I mean, are you okay with that? I can get more painting done that way, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Was it just me, or was that, like, really awkward? They've been so cute up until now, but now Fiona's pulling back. <sighs> it's so frustrating. Maybe Valentine's Day made some things better with her husband. Maybe seeing men get shot has made her retreat back to him. Ugh, I don't know. She, she didn't record much during this time. I'm concerned. <laughs> Let's try to move on. Is this really all that necessary? I would wager you would be comfortable with this, given the injuries you received. Are you sure you don't want me to call the physician? That's a busted lip. It's nothing to fuss over. Aye, don't give you words if you weren't so damn fast. Mr. Manus, please remain calm. You will only make your situation worse. I'm going to need you to not talk during this interrogation. Mr. Manus is my patient, and as he lacks any manner of legal representation on this ship, then I am the best kind of protection he has. I imagine you still respect the law, even with a busted lip. Fine. Keep your interjections to a minimum. All right, Mr. Manis, what can you tell me about your friend, Colin? I could tell you they killed a man ten times better than you. I could tell you he didn't deserve it, and it should be you behind these bars. You're going to control your emotions, or this is over. Ah, fine. Now, do you know why he was in the steering room? He wanted to talk to the captain. Why? All right, let's start more simple. What is your relationship with him? He's my best friend. More like a little brother, really. We grew up together. I knew him better than I knew myself. Colin was a good kid. A good kid. But from what I hear from others I've spoken to, he ran gambling rings and was arrested twice for theft. Tell me, does that make someone a good kid? Don't you fucking dare. You don't get to judge him. Not a few people force us to live in the slums, give us shite jobs, and then arrest us for no reason at all. We barely have a life. Colin just did what he had to do so he could have food on the table and a bed to sleep in. Not like any of you would know what that's like. You're going to watch your tone with me, or this will be over and you can stay in there. Do you understand me? <laughs> Look, you're never going to let me out. If we can prove you're innocent, then I will. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying to you. Answer my questions and I'll let you out. Fine. Why was the young man- Colin Zachary Maloney. Fine. Why was Colin attempting to contact the captain? I've been aware of your stowaways from day one, but you keep to yourselves and we didn't want any trouble. So why did he feel the need to come up to the captain specifically? That was, that was all my idea. What do you mean? I sent him up here. It was my stupid plan. We were so suffocated living down below. We thought maybe if the captain legitimized us that we could at least not live in fear. Like he could give us a pardon, we could not always be afraid of getting caught. 
and maybe the children could actually play and make noise for a change. We just wanted to live. We didn't want to be scared of what would happen if he found us. And Colin, he... He is articulate and kind and charming and if anyone could convince you people for a pardon, it was him. He didn't have a cruel bone in his body. There's no way he would have hurt the captain. So you all simply wanted to be considered legitimate passengers? That was his only goal? What would he have done if the captain said no? Would that enrage him? No, no, not at all. The Cullen has a soft heart, really. Too soft sometimes. There's no way he could ever hurt someone. He wouldn't even fight back when people were cruel to him. Just usually yelled for me and I'd show him what for. So then what do you think happened? I think Colin went in there and found the captain. I think he tried to help him, probably hoping for some reason that he was still alive. And I think whoever hurt the captain, I think they're on his boat. I think you're wasting your time with me. I think you're... I think you're letting an actual murder roam free among a bunch of innocent people. And what will you do if I let you go? You seem to have a violent temper. How am I to know you won't turn into a vigilante defying who you think oh, is responsible? That, that would be where I come in. I am his doctor, and his mental status is my responsibility. Um, if you release him, you are releasing him to my care. I can assure you he will not turn into a uh, vigilante, as you say. Wait, wait, what? The the tape ends there? There's not another from this date for him. D did he let Aiden go? Oh, no, it can't be like this. How am I ever going to be able to handle patients like this? How is Dr. Weissman just sitting there while all this happens? I know, as a doctor, it wouldn't be my place to intervene, but just how? We know Colin was innocent. Dr. Wiseman has to know that, too. Somehow, the only evidence is just what the gangster twins found, and even that... Wait, 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 there's a tape from Nora. Oh, fuck, Nora would know. Come on, Nora, do the right thing. Some little Irish kid took the fall for the captain's death. The cops, they... they killed him. He died because I couldn't go to the police. Because I let myself get scared of the Arbiades. Because I didn't fight back. I could have taken them. I was a coward and now this poor kid is dead. I can't take it. Let him kill me. I'm going to the police. That's my girl! Oh, there's another. Wait, wait, okay, this is labeled Dr. Wiseman, but it's from almost the same exact time. I need to urge you to let me monitor him for a few days. I will need him released, but I assure you it will be without incident again. You will forgive me if I find this hard to believe with this black eye. In Mr. Manus' defense, you antagonized him and got within arm's reach of the cell. Getting your face pulled into the bars seems like the least negative outcome of that. The man just watched you murder someone he considers like a little brother. You must indulge him some understanding. Officer! Ms. Edmund. Oh shit, you're here too? Another patient of yours? 
Yes, I'm the only psychological doctor. Does the fact I have multiple patients shock you? Uh, Ms. Edmund, I was growing concerned since I hadn't heard from you. Yeah, well, that's a story for another day. Look, officer, you gotta let this guy go. Why? I need you speaking up for me. I can prove my own innocence. Shut up. No, you can't. He's never gonna listen to you. And what makes you so certain this man had nothing to do with it? Because I, I saw it. I saw the body, I mean. I was up at the lounge one night, about a week ago, I think. I went to talk to the captain. I was supposed to have a romantic dinner, and the atmosphere didn't feel right, you know? I thought maybe he could steer us into some romantic moonlight or something. But when I opened the door, I, I saw him. It was... Oh, God, it was a horrific sight. I ain't never seen nothing like it in all my life. And trust me, I'd seen stuff. I grew up in lower Manhattan. And, well, I, I fainted. When I woke up, the door had swung back closed, and I wasn't even sure I really saw it. Uh, but I sure wasn't going to look again. So I ran back to my room, and I'd just been staying in there for a few days. And why did you not come to anyone about it sooner? Look, I know what you all think of me. I know how I seem to you. You really gonna take the word of a mistress for truth? Sir, I urge you to trust Ms. Edmund. In all the time she's been in my care, I've found her to be indescribably honest. Aside from her obvious choices of hiding her relationship with the man she is involved with, this is a woman who would not dare to lie to a man of your profession. Ma'am, I would need you to come with me to give me that whole statement and get in writing. Can you do that? Yes, sir. Let's go then. You're free to go, and I'll pardon this always. Keep her coming up to the top to a minimum, but you can all come up tomorrow night. We'll let you have a funeral for your friend. Does that satisfy you? No. Let's just start. Thank you. I'm so proud of Nora. That was a hell of a lie, and the stowaways are going to be okay. I just... Look, this is a huge relief, okay? I needed this right now. My thesis is going slow, but it's getting there. Amelia is mad at me for not giving up the podcast in these tapes. Chris almost agrees with her. My life is total chaos, and this is something actually good happening. And I want to enjoy that for a bit. But to counter myself on that, I think I found the tape of the funeral. That seems like a sad note to end on, but... Just think of what this means for the stowaways. It's the first time they've seen Above Deck. They get to actually honor their friend. It's a sad occasion, but it means so much. Okay, okay enough of my rambling. Here we go. Oh my. This is so sad. I don't care if they think he did it. He didn't deserve all that. Still, though, this is a lovely service. I'm just at my table, off to the side, drinking a cup of tea. There's so many stowaways up here. They must have all really cared about him. Oh, I hear because he was Irish, the stowaways are doing a wake downstairs tonight. From what I understand, it's like a party. They celebrate the person's life. That's really beautiful to me. 
Maybe I can have a wake when I die. All right, everyone. Everyone settle down. Have a seat. <clears throat> Colin Maloney was a bright young man. He did whatever he needed to get by and to take care of the people he loved. In fact, he often neglected himself in favour of those he loved. When we were growing up, if my dad was going to give me the belt, Colin would always stand up and volunteer to give the beating instead. Me dad would laugh so hard he'd forget why I was in trouble in the first place. He had so many dreams too. One was that he wanted to open his own tailor shop, for immigrants only. He said a good suit or a good dress could make anyone equal. I always told him that was stupid of course, but on Valentine's Day in that nice suit, it's the nicest that boy ever looked. He lived with such a big heart and loved everyone dearly. The squire will be missing some stars tonight because they've come to take him home. We will miss you, Colin. And we should have spent more time cherishing you while you were here. Goodbye, old friend. And now I'd like to read the poem that Colin read for me at my grandmother's funeral. You always thought it was, you always thought it was a better send-off than crying. Don't grieve for me, for now I'm free. I follow the plan God laid for me. I saw his face, I heard his call. I took his hand and left it all. I could not stay another day. To love, to laugh, to work or play. Tasks left undone must stay that way. And if my parting has left a void, then fill it with remembered joy. A friendship shared, a laugh, a kiss. Ah yes, these things I too shall miss. My life's been full, I've savoured much. Good times, good friends, and a loved one's touch. Perhaps me time seemed all too brief. Don't shorten yours with undue grief. Be not burdened with tears of sorrow. Enjoy the sunshine of the marrow. Blood Crow Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 1, The SS Utopia, is written by Ellie Collins. Sound production by Scott Moore. Dr. Wiseman is played by David Benedict. Max is played by Evan Ivey. Tommy Washburn is Judson Ragsdale. Mary Washburn is Laura Hauser. Aidan Manis is Joe Ravenson. Nora is Emily Thomas. Penny Rutherford is Angel Ash. Leo Moretti is Charlie Close. Fiona Bedivere is Amanda Van Heil. Additional voices provided by Zachary Vaudo, Eric Green, Javakis Green, Audrey Statler, Lindsay Van Pelt, Leif Ballard, Arun Matthew, Daniel Van Heil, Eric Ravenscraft, and Gray Lynn. Subscribe on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice and follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast, Instagram at The Blood Crow Stories and Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Blood Crow Stories. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Blood Crow Stories to become a patron and receive behind-the-scenes access, bonus episodes, and monthly chats with cast and crew. 
We would like to thank our newest Patreon sponsor, Aaron of Alexandria Archives. <laughs>